And we are back with part two. If you guys missed the last episode, you missed a really good conversation here. We had a, uh, what was it? Um, Crypto.com gets hacked. And what, 33 million in Ethereum? $33 million that they didn't get back. That is ridiculous. So, so ridiculous. Okay. We got some good stuff for you today. We got some good stuff for you today. So make sure, as always, you guys are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you guys are following us on all platforms. You know, we got the we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got Telegram, we got all the grams. <laughs> um, we got BS clips on YouTube. Um, all the audio platforms out there. Make sure you also check the description below because we do have some good, pretty good products that we recommend. Um, we do got a solid VPN down there that we always say got to protect yourself. And uh, we always got Buzz TV. Buzz TV. Uh, BuzzTVGlobal.com in the description below. Uh, great products and great customer service. Uh, make sure to check out their website, BuzzTVGlobal.com. Uh, they have some great products that have come out in the last year. And they are releasing some software updates. So if you are a current BuzzTV um, customer and you have one of their devices, look out for that BuzzTV 5 that's coming to a device near you. Faux show. Faux show. So as you guys know, we are slowly adding more crypto talks to our podcast and some people have been asking for more so you get a double dose if you're just like wait when was the last one it was the previous episode to this one <laughs> so here we go and i know next level has been charting a lot of stuff he's yeah. been learning the chart learning to see what it says um I've been keeping my ears and eyes open to a lot of people talking about, uh, you know, if we're in a, I know, I know I told you like, dude, we might not be entering a crypto winter, not like how it was before, or we might for a couple of years, who knows, but this is some interesting stuff. This is coming from Forbes. And I think you're going to find this pretty interesting coming from Forbes. Uh, Bloomberg strategist Bitcoin unique phase will send its price to one hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in twenty twenty two. And next level's eyebrows are kissing each other. <laughs> like <laughs> there's a, a a movie I forget what it is. Um, when the guy the guy shrugs his his eyebrows. And you know how, like, when people shrug or when they look mad, they kind of have, like, these lines here. And they said, your 11s are showing because <laughs> there's two lines there. <laughs> um, but anyway, as we know, we're in this huge freaking, like, January was just a month of crypto collapse. And not just Bitcoin, but Ethereum. We saw a massive dip on Ethereum. Um, and just about everything, everything across the platform, it was all red. Red candles is, is what they call it. Red candles. So there's some predictions that this is actually getting ready to launch 
Bitcoin to a hundred thousand. And it's funny here because it says he predicts the Bitcoin price will stage a comeback and blow past 100,000 as soon as this year. Now, we already know it's going to hit 100,000. It's not even a matter of like, can it? It will. We predicted it was going to happen last year. But the one thing that we can't control is when companies or not companies, when uh, what's it called? Um, when governments decide to block or shut things down, we can't predict that. I think if 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 countries weren't blocking stuff or trying to shut things down, we probably would have gotten to a hundred thousand. I think the highest we saw was what seventy thousand for Bitcoin, just under seventy thousand, just shy of seventy thousand. Yeah. So according to this, they think it's building a good base. And this one was around 40,000. I think right now we're at like, what, 30, 20? 36, actually. Went up a little bit, I think. 36? And and it's been bouncing back and forth. Everyone keeps saying it's it's coming down and it's it's trying to level off and we're trying to get some support. And there's all these technical terms of like, oh, it's consolidating. It's doing this. It's doing that. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of people don't give a shit. They want to know where's it going and is it coming back or not? <laughs> so... According to this, and of course, there's that term of, of someone that's being very aggressive or bullish. Um, they're saying that we are going through a very unique phase that is not the same of what happened in 2017. What do you think about that? Very unique as in like what way? Like, okay, so... 2017 was interesting, but we have more adoption than ever before. So I do believe we will hit a hundred thousand this year. Like I do think there's a good possibility, but I, I don't know what that's going to look like. It's not like we're going to hit a hundred thousand and we're never going to go back under. Like there's always going to be retests of the lower lows. Right. Um, I have been paying a lot of attention to uh, what's called the stock to flow chart. And the stock to flow chart, if you follow the stock to the flow chart, like how Bitcoin's been doing, it's saying it's going to be worth 100,000 very soon. And, you know, Bitcoin having has a lot of effect on the price of Bitcoin, too. So there's a lot of interesting things that are happening. So I don't know. I don't know what to think, really. I, I do think that Bitcoin is a great asset. I'm personally using it as a savings account because it will pay me more than the 0.01% interest that my bank will pay me. So yep. I'm buying it. I'm buying it every day. I'm buying a few dollars of Bitcoin every day. Call me crazy. I don't care. It is what it is. <laughs> so this is what the unique phase is. Back in 2017, 2017, yeah. Back in 2017, it was the, it was the risk on it was the risk on Bitcoin, the risk on crypto market, like people believing into it. Like I want to say 2017, there was a lot of hype when there was like, like, what is this crypto? Like people really still didn't know what crypto was in 2017. And they were a lot, a lot of people were, were buying and a lot of people lost a lot of money. 
and it was kind of building that trust of crypto, not just Bitcoin, crypto in general. So it's transitioning, according to this, it's transitioning from, and I agree, transitioning from a risk on to a risk of global digital store of value replacing gold and becoming global collateral. And that's what's slowly happening right now. I think we've had several conversations where we've talked about gold, how much it's worth, how much is, and how it's been keeping its value and how it continues to go up. And we're thinking that Bitcoin will flip it. And there's been a lot of people supporting this, that Bitcoin will flip gold. When? No idea. So just to paint that into perspective, gold's market cap is roughly around $12 trillion. The whole market cap of all of cryptocurrency is less than $2 trillion at this moment. In order for it to flip gold, gold either needs to lose a couple trillion dollars, which would most likely happen and go into an influx into the crypto <clears throat> market, or more money is taken away from other sectors and invested into cryptocurrency where the cryptocurrency sector is now worth more than $12 trillion. You know what I mean? So I do think I'm, a, I'm also a strong believer that we will see gold and Bitcoin flip. Now, when that does happen, if gold stays the way the where it is right now, we're talking about a $500,000 Bitcoin. That's what we're talking because you have to understand Bitcoin right now is like less than a trillion dollars. So if it got to the same market cap of gold, we're talking about a 12x. 1 trillion to 12 trillion is a 12x. So we're talking about a 12x times the current price. So if everyone's telling you that Bitcoin is the current gold, right? It's the digital gold. And they and everyone says, oh, it's easier to buy Bitcoin now. And people stop investing into gold and they start investing into Bitcoin. And then you agree with all those statements, but then tell me that you can't see Bitcoin hitting a hundred thousand dollars. Dude, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy mm -hmm. so let me finish this and <laughs> and see if i can get your thoughts on it from an investment ideological standpoint bitcoin is actually more like a commodity mm. more precisely one of the most expensive and useless commodities in the world gold Gold's not completely useless. Hold on. Watch this. Unlike other commodities like oil, gold has a limited use. Gold is not a medium of exchange either. You can't walk into Pizza Hut, drop a thing of gold on the counter, and get a slice of pizza. <laughs> They're probably going to look at you like, what the hell? Um, but here's the thing. Banks... They hold about 34,000 tons of gold bars. Bullions. Bullions <laughs> in their reserves. That's, that's the correct term. Bullion <laughs> bars. Institutional and individual investors have sunk $2.7 into gold. Every year, gold holdings keep growing and growing. That's because gold has just one job. Just one. And it's doing it very well. I don't know about very well. It's 
it's going up. As long as the value holds and goes up, it's doing its job. That's what it's meant to do. That's what it's meant to do. And the job is sit tight in a vault and hold its value. <laughs> Look at that. That's literally what it's, what it's saying right here. Its job is to just chill. And that's what it's doing. I don't know. That's, dude. If you would have bought gold June of 2021, you would have bought it somewhere around 1900 us and you would still be waiting to this day for you to be having a positive investment gold is worth 1850 us right now so it, it's held its value but it hasn't made you any more money i beg to differ that it's actually depreciated because the dollar has gone down over the last year we printed more of them <laughs> yeah what has crypto done in the last year? I, yeah, it went up. It went down. It went up and down. But it, like, you have a better chance of storing your wealth in crypto than I do think in gold. I'm just, you know, maybe I'm crazy. I think because, you know, we don't we really don't know where the market's going. Right. Yeah. We're not financial advisors. Yeah. We don't not know what financial advisors know. Bitcoin could potentially just say poof gone. That we've mined everything, it's here, and within time, it's no more here. And now everybody's moved their Bitcoin into the next big thing, which could be Ethereum, because Ethereum is going to keep going and going. Who knows? I think I think the argument here is, is that it's held its value, and it hasn't done anything catastrophic. It's like... It's like what your savings account should be doing. Like you put it in there and it should be doing good. Like it should be going like it's it's there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think he's not saying either that 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 Bitcoin is worthless. But here. OK, here's the last thing he said. Uh, if. And they quote, they move just a bit more than 20% of their gold holdings to Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency could double. Yeah, for sure. Full show. Where, where did, where did the crypto market peak back in November of 2021? Do you remember what, do you, do you know what that number was? Uh, yeah, it's actually December, wait, 2021 uh peak <clears throat> it was over a trillion april january february march april april mayish mm-hmm. april mayish that's when we saw bitcoin around 69,000, of course, 69,000. That would be the yeah, number they'd be like, oh, hold on, hold on. So yeah. according to this, if this guy is right, if he's right, and it's setting up like, you know, people constantly move money from stocks, from the markets, they invest into something else. Um if he's right, 
there's a good chance that Bitcoin is bound to hit prices this year that will way past last July's highs. Way past it. <clears throat> I do think it's going to go past 100,000 for sure. I, I really do think it's going to go past 100,000. So here, I want to show you something and then you let me know if you've ever seen it or heard of it. This is called the stock to flow model. And a lot of people have been saying that there's a huge correlation between Bitcoin and the stock to flow model. So the stock to flow model is the blue line. And then what Bitcoin has been doing is kind of the colored trends. Now, what's really interesting on this here is the Bitcoin halvings. What I've noticed is you'll see the first halving was done in November of 2012. So we'll go back to the chart and we'll see, okay, where was November of 2012? November of 2012 was around here. Typically, a year after the halvings, that's when we went into our, our bull runs, right? So the 13, we're seeing our bull run, right? So that's right. a year, year and a half after. Then we start to consolidate and we start to get ready for the next halving. The next halving is 2016, right? So we consolidate back down, get ready for the next halving. The next halving happened July 2016. So 2016 was July, somewhere around here, right? Mm -hmm. Again, about a year later, we go into 2017 and July. And look at that. We're back into our next bull run. <laughs> Pretty interesting stuff, right? So when was the last halving? Last halving was May 2020. May 2020. So let's go find May 2020 here. May 2020 was right about here right about here and about a year after that we get into 2021 and that actually takes us to right around the end of you know 2021 so we should be seeing that next kind of run up to $100,000 soon this stock to flow is sitting right here at about 100 110,000 and it sits there until about you know, the end of summer of 2023. So if we're looking at this as the stock to flow model being around the average trend of where Bitcoin is going, then a $100,000 Bitcoin could be happening anytime between now and the end of summer of 2023. If but I'm going to throw a prediction, huh? if I'm going to throw a prediction, I think we're going to see it before june 1st june 1st this year yeah i mean before i could june see that 1st. i could see that i could see it anytime after march yeah anytime after march i think i think i think we're gonna there's this thing in spain that they have something called a bull run have you heard of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the gates will open March 1st, I think. Again, not financial advice, so don't be like, throw all your money in. Um, I think just based on what I'm looking at, what I've seen, 
what I've heard other people talk about, what the trends have been. The gates are going to open March 1st. And I think we're going to see it before June 1st. I am also not mentioning when it's going to peak. I think with your prediction about the end of summer, I think that's when we're going to see it's the new high. Whatever that's going to be. It could be 120, 130. Fuck, it could be like 200. Who knows? But I think it's going to go, it's going to blow to a new high. And this bearish market that we're currently in that people are pulling out is... I think people are doing some dumb things right now. And I think like this, look at this. You think I'm crazy. Ethereum whales, 25, Ethereum whale sells 25,000 Ethereum coins worth 70 million in two hours. So I don't know if this is going to be a shock to you or not, but I'm not really that bullish on Ethereum right now. No, you told me this. You told me this already. Right, right, right. Okay. Just making sure. I mean, that's not a bad investment. It's just I think that other things are going to be doing some interesting things before the release of Ethereum 2.0. I think so, too. I don't think they're going to flip Ethereum, though. Well, I think that the profit that you can make if you choose the right projects will make you more profit before Ethereum 2 gets released. That if you wanted to, you could invest into Ethereum 2.0 after Probably yes. I'm not. I'm not against that. I think there's 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 shit coins that can do that for sure. I have a. I know you and me talked about Ethereum hitting that twenty, mm -hmm. twenty thousand, ten thousand to be conservative. I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna. I think if Bitcoin goes where it's gonna go, I think the roof is gonna blow up on Ethereum. Maybe lower gas fees. I keep hearing something about them trying to figure out lower gas fees and whatnot and trying to get more competitive. And they need to figure that out sooner than later because, you know, we know other platforms that are doing a better job than Ethereum is. Right. So when, when they do actually, when they do release Ethereum 2.0, the gas fees will be lower. But the problem is, is that they consistently delay these updates. They're not ready to do it. Um, they talk about it, they talk about it, and I'm, I'm at this point where it's an old blockchain. Like, it's not modern anymore compared to some of the other blockchains that are on the market. And they say that by mid this year, Ethereum will be switching over to Ethereum 2.0. And all of my people that I talk to don't even think it's going to happen until the end of the year because we don't, we don't believe them anymore. <laughs> they keep telling us it's going to happen, it's going to happen. They give us dates and then they move them. So I don't know. They're moving them for reasons. Of course, you want to make sure that it's released, it's stable, there's less bugs, you don't lose all your money, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. We, You and me both know that there's other platforms that are doing things better than Ethereum. Ethereum is considered the silver. I don't know. I can kind of go more towards like oil than silver because you do a little bit more with oil than you would with a precious metal like things That's run true. on it you know well, what I mean? oil oil is the the liquid gold 
Right. That's why I would say, you know, because the ability to do NFTs and smart contracts and stuff like that, that's where I would go more towards oil than another <laughs> precious metal. I use silver because it's typically silver is known as second place to gold. But I see where you're coming from. I think if Ethereum betters themselves and like solves a couple things and makes, for example, fees cheaper, gas fees and all that stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they become like when this 2.0 comes out, they have to have a lot of things solved and they have to have a lot of things ready to be solved. And if they can do that and provide a more solid platform, like better than Solana, Cardano, better than all these other ones that are mimicking what Ethereum is doing, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these coins even and and platforms are forked of Ethereum, but they're making it better. Which typically, when we use the term fork, it's because you want something to be better. You're forking something because you're just like, this is cool. I want to make it better. So I'm going to fork it something. You know, I know with like, like streaming apps, people were forking streaming apps and add-ons back in the day, like crazy. Right. There was even a fork called what the fork <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But that's, that's typically why somebody will fork something. It's literally to compete against where it's coming from and to make it slightly better or to add slightly newer features. Ethereum 2.0 has to resolve a lot of that stuff. And I think if they do, that guy who sold, dude, would you, if you had 25,000 Ethereum coins, would you sell them? <laughs> I probably would. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't. I probably would. I wouldn't sell all of them, but I would want to diversify right now. I, if that was my only thing that I held was 25. Uh, how many did he have? 25 million? 25,000. 25,000 25, ETH? I would probably sell down to where I had 5,000 ETH. And then I would invest into other projects like, you know, Cosmos and, you know, Matic and Polygon. And I would diversify amongst the other layer ones that I think are going to do some really big things this year. Right. I, I think that now this is no financial advice. These are all speculations on my part. But I think that we're going to see some pretty big gains from Cosmos, Polygon, um, Cardano and, and Matic before Ethereum 2.0 is released. So I could go over and I could 2x and 3x my money and then reinvest into Ethereum if I wanted to, right? right. That, that's just my mentality right now. Like, I'm a pretty simple dude. Like, if I had $70 million invested, I, I'd be okay with losing a couple million. Cause I could live off of a lot less than $70 million. <laughs> mm -hmm. For me, if I have 25,000 Ethereum, I hope I have a bunch of other types of cryptos also already invested. Right. Yes. But if that's my only, if, that, if that's my only one that I've invested in, I would, <sighs> Man, I don't even know how to say it. I would sell some. I wouldn't be holding 5,000 ETHO. I would probably sell... How Okay, how much is 5,000 ETH, Ethereum, right now? How much is? It's huh? like 15,000? 
fifteen thousand what? How much? How much is five thousand Ethereum in in dollar? In dollars, Ethereum. I hold on. How much is Ethereum right now? About twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Round it up three. Uh, actually, round it down to two thousand. Just to lowball us. How many do you have? Five thousand. So that's ten million. A million bucks. Ten million. Ten million. Ten million bucks. If I, I would sell five thousand Ethereum. So that way, I'm still holding twenty. And with that million, ten million dollars, I would share the wealth a little bit into other coins. I would probably put like about ten grand here, ten grand here, ten grand here, ten grand here, ten. I would go at ten grand increments on all these different types of coins up until I got to my 10 million, which means I would have a lot of different coins. You know, if you take just 5,000 ETH and you stake it at roughly about 5%, which is what a lot of places are giving you and you stake ETH, you're making 250 Ethereum coins a year, which equates to half a million dollars a year. Hold on a second. 5,000 Ethereum coins? 5,000 Ethereum coins, okay. if you stake that, then it's going to equate to 250 Ethereum coins. And that 250 Ethereum coins is what you would have staked and gotten out of it. That was your return. And at $2,000, that would pay you half a million dollars a year. At the at $2,000, which we're, we're well above that now, right? That's kind of why I'm sitting at that 5,000 Ethereum mark. I think making $500,000 in interest a year is good for me. I could live off that. I could live off $500,000 a year. And then that still <laughs> leaves me with that other 20,000 in Ethereum to diversify in other projects and, you know, build other things. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at with that right there. With me, I'm trying to. So I was listening to somebody a while ago before Ethereum was even worth a thousand bucks. Right. This is when I was investing. I'm just like, I got to invest. I got to invest. I got to invest. I got to invest. And I got myself uh, is 4.2 Ethereum coins. And the goal was to get seven. Seven Ethereum coins. And what some of these guys were saying is get seven, a minimum of seven, and hold for at least 10 years. Don't do nothing. I know people are saying it's stupid if you hold that long that, you know, I've heard people saying like, dude, put it in there. As soon as a two X's pull it out, throw it in something else because you're going to be gaining it a lot quicker. It's, it's riskier doing that too. Like you have to know which one will do what, when, and how, and it's, that's a, there's a lot of risk behind it. If you just hold an Ethereum, just let it sit there and do its thing. Um, lots of things could happen. And, they said seven Ethereums is the magic number. And for you, you're saying it's you're looking for $500,000 a year well, is great. I'm just looking at the certain situation because they had 25,000 Ethereum. I would say right. I would keep the five. Oh, but you also said I'm good with $500,000 a year. I can well, live off of $500,000 a year. That's what I'm just saying. I diversify the, the portfolio. I don't want to just hold Ethereum. So me... 
my thought process is I'm not trying to live for this year because this year I'm going to work and I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm trying to find, and I think a lot of people when they, when they try to invest and this is a problem, this isn't like the solution is we're trying to find that, that coin that could make us rich and like 500,000 is not rich. 500,000 is I could pay my bill. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, I, I, for me personally, with my four coins, I think they said I would have to wait like 15 years before I actually saw like a big life changing moment. I I think that, I think that's what it is. If, if I got to wait 15 years from now and I'm 55 years old and I'm just like, cool, I have money to retire now. That's when I pull and I'm and I'm done with that. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done. <laughs> you know, that's when I could say, "Cool, let me pay everything off, whatever I have, and let me put everything in." I I don't know if I would put it in savings. I think I would probably make a little bit safer investments, where I don't have to worry about like this. If we go from seventy thousand down to thirty thousand. You know what I mean? Okay. I could put it somewhere where it, where I'm making a little bit and I'm doing I'm doing okay. So. I'm with you when it comes to I will I would sell. I don't think I would sell that much though. Right. I I, I would keep five thousand ETH. You know. All right. Mastercard strikes NFT payments. I've seen this with Coinbase. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this, <laughs> dude. There is okay. This is this is amid a wave of recent crypto partnerships. Apparently, Coinbase is starting to do a lot of stuff. What do you think? What do you know about this so far? What do you think? I think it's dope. Like it, it, it needed to happen. Visa's been working on a bunch of projects too, but Coinbase is a big company, and they're going to be doing some some pretty big things with uh, with cryptocurrency and the and the the partners that they're making right now so i'm super excited to see where this goes so by teaming up with with mastercard coinbase executives said they're looking to reduce friction in the nft buying process right now that often requires customers to open up a crypto wallet so you would have to buy some like like i have i have coinbase wallet i gotta go to my coinbase app buy Ethereum, and then I have to transfer it to Coinbase Wallet, which is a whole separate app. Once I'm there, then I have to go to the decentralized apps, or also known as dApps, find OpenSea, transfer that Ethereum into OpenSea, and then I could start purchasing my NFTs in Open. It's like, got to go from here to there, imagine trying to order like food doing that this method of thinking (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it's 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 crazy so right now that's that that that, that's how it works you gotta get a wallet um buying digital currencies then spending those on entities on an online market mastercard meanwhile said it's looking to help expand consumer choice on how to pay for nfts so this is a quote uh, from MasterCard's end, 
getting more people involved safely and securely is perhaps the best way to help the NFT market thrive. <laughs> like it's not thriving right now. No. As yeah, MasterCard sees even greater potential for NFTs underlying tech to go beyond art and collectibles into many more areas. I know we've talked about music. MasterCard, one of the world's largest credit card and payment companies, has been on a crypto partnership spree lately. MasterCard announced last year in October 2021 that it's seeming up with backed to let banks, merchants in its network offer crypto-related services. It has also partnered up with Gemini, BitPay, and Mintable, among some others. And of course, like you said, Visa is also doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is nuts. There are some pretty big platforms right now that offer NFTs. Um, and the only way that you can actually purchase them is by credit card, mm -hmm. which is weird to me because it's like, you're an NFT. Why can't I pay with crypto? Like, look at this one. This one's a company called Vivi. And they offer all different kinds of like comic related digital collectibles. Right. And the only way you can purchase them is by credit card, all different kinds of pictures and comic books and all kinds of stuff. You know, what's interesting about this? I don't know what relationships Vivi has, because if this is no time to die, that's 007. Someone owns the rights to that. Someone owns the right to the Marvel DC stuff. How are they getting away with this? How? What type of partnership did they have? Well, I don't know if they have an FAQ. I have no idea. But that's the things... only thing. That's the only thing that with copyrights, this is the only thing that scares me. Because you know, I think I think Saitama was in a copyright battle with some anime thing in Japan their logo and i think saitama won because it wasn't the same see this looks cool it has the 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 ghostbusters the gold thing at the top um yeah that little logo it's got the spider-man it's got the th throg <laughs> throg is there caps there the thing is that how how did they get these rights i guess is my question how did they get the okay from whoever it is to say, yes, you're allowed to do this. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, this stuff is copywritten and owned by someone already. And if I buy this NFT and I become the owner of it, can Marvel sue me now? Because I'm the owner of that NFT. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like, let's just say you minted it. You're just like, hey, I'm going to create this. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to create freaking Wolverine and I'm going to make this little art thing. And you minted it. You put it on the blockchain. It's there. I find it. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I just bought this thing. And, and you were the one that minted it. I bought it. So now I'm the owner. Marvel could say, you don't own Wolverine. You're not allowed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how it works. How does that work? That's the question. I don't want to get sued because, you know, if you think about it, yes, this is a decentralized area that people can't really 
control it, I guess. Governments can't really control it. And that's the purpose of being decentralized. But if you're putting something that's copywritten, like imagine me grabbing the movie Endgame and, and saying, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna mint this and emit a clip from it and post it on the NFT market and somebody pays for it. And now they can get sued for, you know what I mean? Because they don't own that. Now so I know they, they are making deals. They are making deals. They made di deals with Disney, with Marvel. They are, yeah, for sure. Interesting, interesting. So they. That's do, what it says. Yeah. So I'm reading another article here. So it says. Uh, this was December 2022, 22nd. It says VV launching Disney Mouse NFTs. We reported in October that non-fungible tokens. Let me blow this up a little bit for you. Uh, uh, platform VV had inked a deal with Disney today. It plans to launch Mickey Mouse NFTs. The company licensed intellectual property from big brands and has deals uh, with Disney's subsidiaries such as Marvel Comics, Warner Brothers, and DC Comics. Uh, today, the NFT drops to rake in 2.4 million in revenue. And given the $60 price and almost 40,000 NFTs to be dropped, VV targets a mainstream crowd with a user friendly app. So they are reaching out to companies like Disney and whatever and getting the rights to do this. So Batman NFTs, Disney NFTs. Crazy. Dude, this is nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's your answer. That, that's So, okay. So we got these, these new, what was it called? Vivi? Vivi, yeah. That's interesting. So do they just have digital art? Like give us some more stuff on Vivi. That's that's I'm 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 looking at this like this is cool. If if, if they if they do have these deals that they can create this stuff and sell it and stuff, yeah. That 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 Mickey black and white steamboat Mickey, I yeah. would buy that. Yeah. So they they do mostly digital art, 3D renders, and uh, comics, from my understanding. I actually have the app on my phone, but I've never purchased anything from it because I can't purchase it with crypto. So I was like, I don't want none of y'all. So how do you purchase it? With I didn't purchase it. You got to use a credit card. Yeah. I ain't using my credit card. You got to use a credit card, but it is an NFT. Something like that. I don't really know because I haven't done the purchase, right? Where is it? Did I uninstall it? Is it based on Ethereum or Solana? What is it? What does the VV uh, website say? It doesn't really talk much about it, which kind of confuses me. Come on, give me something here. I want to know. So it doesn't look like it's it's kind of on its own platform. And there isn't really a way to cash out of it yet. And I think a lot of people are buying into it and waiting for a way to cash out. So I don't know. Do your own research. I haven't actually purchased anything, but there are some YouTubers that I follow that have purchased some pretty big chunks into it. And they've seen money go up, but I don't really know how the process works because I haven't bought one myself. So you're going to have to look into that one. Do your own research, as we always say. Do your own research. It looks cool, though. Yeah, it does look cool. Okay, so uh, here, here we go. We got El Salvador's back in the news. Ooh. Have Bitcoin you ever Beach? heard of Bitcoin Beach? I feel like that's a play. 
if you say beach with an accent, you ever heard of Bitcoin Beach? <laughs> <laughs> so in September of 2021, under the new leadership, or I don't know if this is if how new he is, but the president, this guy's a young guy, Nayib Bukele. Never heard of that. He looks Hispanic, so I don't know where that name came from. A Salvadorian adopted, or the Salvadorians adopted Bitcoin, the decentralized digital currency, as alleged tendered. Come mid-June, the, uh, what is this? The Salvadorian CT event, Italo may well be paying for his 7,000 coffees with a crypto wallet. <laughs> Here's a picture of the beach. La Libertad is now known as Bitcoin Beach. How crazy is this? Look, here, here's the guy. Here's the hombre. The hombre. <laughs> There's my homie. Here's the hombre. I don't know who this chick is, but maybe Bitcoin his wife. Presidente. Here's the presidente. Dude, he's 40 years old. He's 40 years old. Holy crap, dude. They're calling him a Sasha Cohen lookalike. So in a country like El Salvador, ranked 124th in the Human Development Index. That's how crazy it is down there. Uh, metric evaluated based on life expectancy, education, and per capita income. Many of its 6.8 million citizens go abroad to earn their money where they can expect better quality. My family came here because it was just pretty bad. Like really, really bad. They used to take their well, their 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 currency back then was called colones, mm -hmm. which went under, and they adopted the dollar. So as we know, not not that long ago, they adopted now Bitcoin. This is what they did. Every Salvadorian was gifted thirty dollars in USD in Bitcoin. Wasn't it supposed to be fifty, but the price dropped? I think so. <laughs> so they pretty they pretty much just gave them free money everybody uh to shop pay for their taxes and whatever they need to do you know and all companies are required to accept it by law so el zonte it's a surfing village on the country's pacific coast 20 kilometers from la libertad where the ct was held that's where this beach is at. And of course, there's some couple of videos here. This is nuts, dude. Do you think we're going to have more places that are going to change their names? Well, I think we're going to have more places that are looking to attract new money. Right? Um, places that are looking to inspire new tourists new visitors and new dollars into their country do i think that you know somewhere in a first world country uh in north america is going to change their name into bitcoin mountain or something like that i don't bitcoin. think so <laughs> bitcoin mountain <laughs> I, I, I don't think so i think well not initially let's say right but i do think that like you said Things weren't the greatest in El Salvador, and they are not necessarily ranked in the top 100, but they, as an economy, need to find new money. Without new money, 
how do they raise up the standards of their living within their country? So it is a little bit about marketing. It's a little bit about tourism. It's a little bit about, you know, making money. So Mm -hmm. this, this, I think that he's really smart with what he's doing. I think that he is trying his best to run the country into the future and get it set up to a place where it can get into the top 100. Yeah. I think I it'll be anything about politics. I'm just saying he's got to find a way to make money because you can be the best political leader you want. But if you don't know how to market and how to find new money to fund the projects that you want to do within a country, it's it doesn't matter how smart you are if you can't find the funds to do what your projects are. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the people and crime and like, you know, like it all comes hand in hand. So I've, I know he's trying to bring them back up again. So we'll see. Um, Wanted to share this with you, which I think I think you're going to like. I know we've I think we might have actually, you know what? We've talked about this before. Check this out. Check this out. Um, Coinbase announces nearly the entire. <laughs> The entire company will shut down Coinbase starting this year, 2022, for four weeks long. And it's literally to give the workers a break. How do you feel about this? No. No. Why not? Just stop it. Just stop. It's great. I'm not saying work your workers to the bone, but not everybody takes the same four weeks off. Like, what? what is this? Right? What happens? Like, we just talked in our last episode. Crypto.com got hacked for $33 million. You're going to tell me your whole company is going to shut down and then be potentially risk to a hack and customers lose millions of dollars and your response is going to be i'm sorry there's no one here to take your request at this time <laughs> please, <laughs> please try back next, next month <laughs> yeah so according to one of their ceos or one of the bosses brock not brock lesnar barack we realize, and I quote, in 2020 that many employees weren't taking enough time off to recharge, either because they didn't want to force their teammates to cover for them or because they didn't want to fall behind on their work. And you know what? This is kind of sad because sometimes I think a lot of us can relate when you have a nine to five or eight to five or whatever the hell the time frame is now, when you have a full time job, you don't want to take vacation because it's almost like you're being punished for taking vacation because the second you get back you have a grip ton of work mm-hmm. and it's just like why did i even go on vacation to deal with all this stress you know like i, I went to go de-stress and now i'm stressed out beyond what i was before it's going to take me a month to get me back to where i was okay and not losing my damn mind so according to him we knew this was unsustainable so we scheduled a recharged week at the end of 2020 and two recharged weeks in 2021 when nearly the entire company would shut down. They also just added this quote, four weeks 
of coordinated recharge time might sound like a lot of time off for a company in hypergrowth, but given the intensity of our work throughout the year, we think this is the best way to ensure our pace is sustainable for the long term. I think this is awesome. I think what they're going to do is, oh, look at this. Survey finds lower, oh, what survey finds um, lower rates at quitting jobs with this method. Um, I think it's interesting because what they're going to do is they're going to coordinate it. They're going to, they're going to say, okay, these people are going to have these times off for X amount of time or whatever, and they're going to take off, you know? Um, they're saying in May of 2022, the crypto exchange announced that it planned to completely close its San Francisco headquarters to being, uh, as part of its commitment to, to being remote first. So that, that, that's their plan. We're trying to be remote first. We announced we no longer have an HQ and as the next step, we're closing our San Francisco office, our former HQ. So they're closing their office. And they're saying, go home and work from your home, from your chonies. <laughs> <laughs> Working your chonies from home. This is this is smart. Like, like they're finding ways because of this whole pandemic that we've been in. They're finding ways that you don't have to rent a building no more. You can just yeah, work from home. It's true. There's a, there's a crypto exchange that I use here in Canada that um, is offering all the time that they're hiring a billion positions. And when I pull them up, they're all remote, 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 remote. The company's based out of Montreal, but I could apply for any one of these jobs if I wanted to. And there's actually, which is interesting, I actually do have experience for some of the ones that they're hiring for. So I was like, do I take a job for a crypto exchange in Canada, which I have like experience in doing? And mm -hmm. just do it from my desk when I'm not doing YouTube videos. Do I do that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I think what Coinbase is doing is going to be good for a lot of people. Um, here, here's, here's the good thing about working from home. And this is, I'm pretty sure... A lot of people have done this already, but what, what is stopping you? If you're working from home, let's just say you work Monday through Friday, right? What's stopping you on Saturday, taking a flight to Hawaii. Let's just say you have a timeshare and you stay there for two weeks and you work from over there. As long as the work's getting done, you know, I, I, right now I'm actually planning. I know we do a lot of this stuff where we remote and I'm looking into laptops. So that way, remember that, that microphone that I got Yeah. Um, from turtle beach, I could just plug it in and it has all my little, it has like a little tiny mini board and I could like function it and it, and it, it, it sounded pretty damn good. Not as good as this mic. But it still sounded great. Right. Get a laptop, plug that thing in. I know you do this. Well, you when you when you go to the house, 
Yeah. Get the laptop, turn it on, go wherever you want. And I'm planning of, of taking a trip up to uh, Oregon, which is going to be about 10 plus hours. I know from where I'm at to San Francisco, it could be six to eight hours. And then to get up out of California to get into Oregon, it's another like four or five hours. It's a, it's a drive, bro. Like California mm-hmm. is is a huge state. Right. So for me to do that, I – oh, who did I see? I, I, I'm, I'm talking to this company. I don't want to mention names yet, but I'm, I'm working this deal with this company to review these smart homes that have been built. Um, there's a YouTuber that did a review on this. I don't know if you remember this, but I could go wherever it is and have internet and work from there. Yeah. And I think it's really smart with what Coinbase is doing, saying like, hey, we don't we don't have an HQ. You go home and work from home and we're going to give you some time off. We're going to coordinate it so that way all everybody could have time off. I just I don't know. For me, I think that's that's like it puts you in this different type of mindset where you're like, I'm home. I don't have to worry about throwing on makeup unless I'm on a camera or for you men, Still maybe not makeup. <laughs> <laughs> or for the men, maybe like I don't have to take a shower today. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, whatever it is. But I think it's I think it's a really smart thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's a really smart thing to do. It's it's it, nothing beats working from home. So I guess we'll we'll see how it works with Coinbase. Probably at the end of this year, if they reopen a HQ and said, Nope, everybody coming back. Cause you fools are, <laughs> everyone's taking a, a trip to Hawaii. Cause we listened to freaking Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. And if they coordinate everything, then we should be good to go. You know what I mean? That's all I got. Do you have any other clips that you want to add on this thing? Uh, we have seen some browsers start getting into uh crypto wallets and mm. Opera. I think it's like the fifth most dominated browser in the market is now making a serious push into Web3. And they are redesigning their whole browser to be based around cryptocurrency. And I think we're going to see a lot more and more of this stuff coming. So, you know, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about Google preparing themselves for the cryptocurrency generation. That's another way that Google is going to be preparing themselves. The browsers are going to be built with Web3 capabilities, with, you know, wallets that are built on them. We already have things like MetaMask. And a lot of other companies and cryptocurrencies are starting to build forks of MetaMask. For instance, I also, I, I mine StarCoin and there's actually a StarMask. So they're making forks to them. They're starting to build in browser extensions. And, you know, if we look at what Brave has done in regards to cryptocurrency and the BAT token, the basic attention token, I think that's what it's called. And, uh, you know, the BAT token has done very well over time and, we could see some more implementations of what brave has done. Like you think if Google came out with a coin that was implemented within Chrome, how much usability and how much that would rise over time with everyone using it versus what bad token has done. Mm -hmm. 
I think that would be pretty interesting. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Um, you know, did you hear about what Norton was doing? Mm-mm. Oh, this is good. This is really good. I want to show you this then. Norton the antivirus? <laughs> if you want to still call them that. What? I don't even know what they do. I just, I, I don't like Norton. I know that. <laughs> like when it comes to antivirus thing, I haven't. Them and McGaffey, McGaffey, whatever they're called, I haven't. McGaffey, yeah, yeah, they just like to spam you with crap, and then they slow down your computer. Yeah, screw that crap. So, what do these guys got? Norton has come out. Can you go full screen for me, please? Oh my god, with an Ethereum miner built into their software, so you are able to mine Ethereum through Norton. It's built in and it works off of the Norton pools that you're mining into. But the kicker is, so here, here there, there's pros and cons, right? One is it makes it stupid easy for someone who knows nothing about cryptocurrency to mine cryptocurrency, right? Stupid easy. What they don't tell you, wait, wait for this one. What they don't tell you is you're paying minimum 15% to their fees. So whatever you mine, a minimum of 15% of that goes to Norton. Screw that crap. <laughs> oh, man. And What the hell? Why would they? Dude, that's ridiculous. But they're not really telling people that. They're saying, hey, you know, when you're not using your computer, you can make cryptocurrency. Oh, that's that's grimy. That's grimy. But you're still going to make something, but they're just not telling you how, like, you know, like, let me see if it'll actually tell me. Uh, so that's kind of what it looks like. You can see your hash rate, your utilization, what you're making per day. But where? So it says it's now sneakily installing crypto mining software on your computer. So they don't really tell you much about it. They just kind of install it. And then you see it in there. Oh, I want to see. Let me just find an article about the fees. Uh, yeah, so right here. Uh, they wrote that Norton's 50% fees were much higher than most crypto mining pool aggregators, observing that the pool operators do often take a cut or a fee for bringing everyone together. However, the fees are usually closer to 1% to 2%, which I can attest to, which is obviously significantly lower. Insane. 15%. 15 freaking percent. That's ridiculous. So, but, but like what I don't understand is you're already paying for the software. 360 is like, that's an ongoing subscription that you would have to purchase into, right? That, that would yeah. be my understanding. So hold on. Let's, let's click get 360. Oh, I got to sign in. How much is it? Does it have a price? Can you tell me how much you cost? Like, that's what I really want to know. Products and services. Uh, 360. So you're paying... $60 for the no, standard. That's a, that, oh, yeah, the standard. Yeah. And this is going to be a yearly thing, I think. So you're already paying $60 for their software. And then they want to take 15% of what you mine as well. I don't know, that's just crazy. I thought it was I get crazy. it. They, well, see, that's the thing. It Because you're using your computer... They have it set up with software or whatever. Like, like it's kind of like, you know, like, like Ethermine or whatever. You mm -hmm. go there, you have to 
copy paste and move whatever so the wallet and get money and you know if it was five percent because they did all that for you okay but still five percent is pretty freaking high five percent is high bro i would you know what it's i give you one percent this one but 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 that's because (laughs) you're willing to do the work to figure it out if you thought about maybe something for like mom or dad or grandpa or grandpa grandma or grandma right and you're like you're not able to go and set it up there for them. I don't know. It's if you, if they don't know, don't do it. Don't if do you it. don't, if you don't know, don't do it. Cause, cause that's, the, that's the thing about this. They're going to be using your computer, your wear and tear off of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And they pay you with what you're mining, which you can get for free already from your computer they're not paying your electric bill either. So you got to pay for that too. And then they want to say, Hey, because you're using our setup and all you have to do is hit go. Yeah. We're going to take, what'd you say? 15%? 15%. They're out of their damn minds. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're Another reason why I will never purchase Norton again. They are stupid. Well, the only people who are still using Norton are boomers. Anyways, everyone else is using something like, vast or like uh what are the other one bit oh my god I, i'm drawing a blank on all <laughs> i'm using eset eset eset's good avg um avast um bit oh my god bit defender um kapersky like no one really uses norton or mcafee anymore i'm just saying mm-hmm. they're number one because they have the deals not saying that they're number one but they're number one recognized because they signed the most deals to have trials right out of the box with most computers that you buy that's grimy bro i don't care 15 percent <laughs> of that crap dude i just want to throw up on them <laughs> that sucks that sucks dude i yeah i i can't do it no way well how are they just trying to transition into we are now a crypto company they're going to take your 15 percent. they're going to compound it over the next five years and retire as billionaires <laughs> the amount of people that they could be mining with because you know, the amount of computers that this could be installed on. If it wasn't 15%, you'd have more people installing it. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know in the comments section below. How do you feel about this? Anybody out there listening or watching this crap? How does this make you feel? Um, Freaking a bro. I, I don't know, man. Hope everybody's enjoyed this episode. There's been a lot of topics here. A lot of, a lot of stuff that we're covering. Um, there's, if you know what, if there is a will, there is a way. And there's always a better way of doing something. And the biggest thing is before you jump anything, do your own research. Please do your own research. Look into it. If you see something that's just like, dude, this might, this is like too good to be true. I'm getting paid for X, Y, do your research before you jump into it. Because chances are there's another way of doing something. And Oh man, that's that that just that just gives me such a bad taste in my mouth right now. But hope you guys appreciated this episode. Um, we've covered a lot of stuff. We gave you two crypto episodes. Make sure you guys watched our previous episode also. Um, there's gonna be a lot of stuff. Yeah, a link will be popping around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming up. Um, a lot of stuff coming up. We're gonna be talking about actually, we got an interview coming up soon, so stay tuned to that. Um 
anything you got to say before we get the hell out of here? You know what I say, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, interacting, uh, turning on your notification, and subscribing to Beyond the Streams. If you guys are listening to us on the audio side, make sure that you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy uh, if you're looking to be a part of the conversation be a part of the community make sure you check us out over on beyond the streams on youtube uh, we do have a live show that is every thursday around 3 p.m to 4 p.m eastern standard time uh, we you know have on other creators we have on ceos from companies you heard us talk about turtle beach um we've also talked to you know um the atari and spot on and robotics companies and all kinds of crazy things that you probably use on a day-to-day -day basis right so it's good to get that in-depth um you know connection with the companies and other creators who have had interactions with them so if you're looking for more of those kind of conversations make sure that you have your notifications turned on and you're subscribed to everywhere that you can find beyond the streams so until next time we'll see you guys on the next one peace peace